Hey guys, what's up? Chip here. Welcome to the Chatterbot newsletter podcast radio series. I'm your host, Chip Smith, and we have an exciting show for you today. I'm a blockchain and cryptocurrency expert here in Australia. I run my own Chatterbot, what's called a Chatterbot newsletter, and we basically house apps and dApps in the blockchain, and we're constantly trailing the internet looking for predictive linguistics and data patterns across online. And we share them with our members because we've used those apps and dApps to predict events, news, and currency prices before they occur. So we have a special newsletter and our rates for Christmas uh, dropped a little bit. So if you wish to join our daily newsletter, please feel free to click the link below, join up, hit one of our members up, admin team and we'll put you on our special family and our daily alerts there. So thanks again, guys. We've had so many fantastic comments from you people. And I'm talking about with one of my friends this morning. And just so you guys know that as of today, Monday, uh, the Fed has actually injected an additional $81 billion in short-term liquidity to all the financial markets. And I know that some of the banks have been helped as well. So they have this continuing program and it's also, you know, hasn't been reported by the mainstream media. I find that really, really bizarre. Or is it fake news just trying to cover up what the truth of this liquidity injection into the financial markets really is? We're talking about $81 billion, people. That's a lot of money. And so... It began, it began in about, I think, halfway through September of 2019 this year, and to do with the overnight lending market and the repo markets, you know, they've begun to see unexpectedly high rates. So I really do feel that this injection program by the Fed has, you know, $81 billion, I mean, September, and I, just, I think it's going to continue throughout 2019 into the start of 2020. So if that happens, I mean, geez, I mean, we're probably looking for the stock market to go up a little bit higher. And yes, it would indeed affect some of the markets for cryptocurrency. As you know, crypto market is holding right now. It's still down. A lot of people are complaining, but you know, we've had a nice run up of Bitcoin this year. And a lot of the altcoins, you know, they are jostling. There's a lot of coins that are up, a lot of coins that are down. And so, you know, we have to just be appreciative that, you know, it's a very, very, you know, it's caveman days, as I like to call it. That's what terminology I've been using on Quora. And I think that when we're looking forward to 2020, guys, as you know, we're literally nearly in 2020. I can't believe it's Christmas. But I think... Lots of people are starting to see that there's these terminologies in our chatterbots picked up terminology that is like cashless, going cashless, digital currency, and these are sort of the terms that our blockchain apps have been picking up for quite a long time now, guys. So, I mean, comparing that to what's happening and, you know, 10 years ago when Bitcoin was, you know, just basically in its infancy and sitting at about a dollar, it's pretty... It's pretty silly for me to sit here and say, you know, Bitcoin's a Ponzi scheme, Bitcoin's going to go to zero. And I, I think 
that when we're talking and we're looking out, you know, several years from now, I think it's going to be a case, guys, where it's a brace for that digital money or digital money that no one can really see and no one can really see on the surface right now. I think there's going to be a bracing for digital money wars coming in the coming times. And just to basically hone in on that fact, I know that last week that in the, I think it was CNBC, I'm not really too fond of that actual news service, but, you know, they're talking about digitizing the, the Chinese one and eventually the dollar after that. So that would open up all these new different fronts to fights over privacy, over currency, over trade, over different manufacturing and, and things like that. So when we're talking about a digital currency war, I you know, will Bitcoin be involved? I'm not sure, but I really do feel that Bitcoin was the first, I would call it the granddaddy of the blockchain. And I think soon enough, there's going to be a really shocking advance in the capability of, you know, despite heavy trade and sanction that's, that's happening right now to the stream of money that's in the US, a lot of people can't monitor that. So cryptocurrency has all, already been created to give you like privacy and to be your own bank and I know, I know a lot of people have become millionaires from crypto it's done well for me and I know a lot of serious investors have sort of avoided the whole topic and avo avoided investing in crypto but you know you have to remember it's a new one and people already starting to talk guys this week about uh, the digital digitalization of the one or the Chinese currency so I know the Chinese people and the Chinese government have been quite skeptical of Bitcoin and crypto but to me if they are talking about this already it means to me that they are already open to the idea of having like a cash system and that really is the key I think you know when we're looking forward there's going to be a lot more talk about what's happening in the digital world and having a system where you don't have to have a card to go to the ATM machine. It's quite scary because I've seen several blogs already talking about like having a chip in your wrist or something. And <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, guys. We're sort of living in, you know, like the Terminator 2 era. That, I know that was sort of a really cool movie for me to watch when I was growing up. But <laughs> I mean, it's sort of not too science fiction. Now I've grown up and I've seen what's happening you know, not only in the Hollywood world, but in the real world. It's kind of funny how sometimes it can be quite prophetic, right? And I also know that if you're a really big Hollywood movie fan, another good another good movie to watch, to have mentioned before, is The Demolition Man, which is Sylvester Stallone, one of his bigger movies in the 90s. Uh, that was sort of like you get, if you are in the public and you swear, it was sort of like in the future, swearing is illegal when you get fined like cryptocurrency out of your own bank account for swearing in public because they know your voice, they know your, you know, they know your identity and they, you know, they fine you out of your own crypto money bank, if you want to call it that, uh, if you violate any of the, the terms of, you know, public agreement that you sign off on. So it is a very interesting sort of time, guys, and... I know that, you know, I am always talking about some of the stories that could happen in the future, but I don't, you know, I really don't know that these are the things that are going to be key and you know, the things that are going to play out in the future. So, I mean, when we're talking about, 
what's happening with the US dollar. There's so much talk about, you know, how unstable it is and what's going to happen to it. And there's so many people that were talking about the crash of the dollar, you know, 10 years ago. And, you know, fast forward to today and, you know, while Bitcoin is the first successful cryptocurrency that was created, it was sort of to maintain anonymity and good for transactions. And we're talking sort of more about in a in a digital world i don't really think the digitalization of something like the chinese one would be you know it wouldn't be anonymous it wouldn't be private and they'd be able to track every transaction of you know everyone or what the what the government is doing or when the dollars are changing hands it's all going to be visible to everyone and i'm sure that it would be using the blockchain technology or spine anyway when that sort of flow of money happens so i don't really think it's going to be like a cryptocurrency but my overall main point here is they're already talking about it to the openness of having like a non-cash a digital cash or cashless society and these are some of the data and predictive linguistics that we have been picking up for many years now so it's funny that some of these terminologies have actually been used on blogs, you know, 2019. So I really don't think the value of money of, is changing. I really think for me personally, in my own opinion, that it's the fundamental nature of money that is really changing here as we go into 2020. And it's not going to be a fast process. No, I'm not admitting to that. I really think that, you know, when we're talking hypotheticals here, that something in the future is going to take a lot of time. There's going to be a lot of problems that are exposed. And when you have a lot of problems that are being exposed, it takes time to fix, guys. And there's been so many. I mean, I remember the price of Bitcoin being about $2. And there were so many people saying, oh, it's never going to go to $10. And fast forward, we're in the thousands of dollars last year. 2017 and we you know basically topped out at 19 or 20 thousand dollars so i do think we well there's a lot of talk about bitcoin of it being a skeptic you know skeptics about they're saying it's crap it's a ponzi i really think my own personal opinion and looking at the data and the chatterbot apps and daps and the blockchain predictive linguistic data we have is we're sort of moving into a rapidly into a new monetary era and i think that once we pop into that era there won't be any sidestepping or jumping back it's going to be like in 100 percent or not in at all so i think countries and many companies that are looking into digital money as their new standard or like their new standard for monetary systems that is a replacement for cash is actually going to be a positive thing but of course like i keep saying there's going to be a lot of birth pangs and you know, some of the benefits that of a blockchain or a cashless society would be, you know, there's going to be faster payments, cheaper payments, less fees. And, you know, there's a there's a greater ability to root out money launderers. So I, I'm guessing when you're listening to me, you're probably thinking, well, this is great. Why hasn't it happened? Well, you know, it's it's a very complicated process to go over to that. And, you know, digital money, I think, is going to provide new abilities for people like the law enforcement and governments and they'll certainly open up 
to new fronts on different things like privacy and transparency to stop you know people in the government who are ripping the taxpayer off uh, doing secret deals taking bribes that sort of thing everything's going to be tracked and so i think that is another key to this whole blockchain thing because privacy is one of the defining problems of our times and i think when we're talking about all that you know it, it's not just to do with money it has to do with morality and society's way of dealing with morality and there has been a lot of people that have got away with a lot of good a lot of big things and this goes all the way to the white house and i think personally when i'm looking at some of the predictive linguistic data we're seeing i know a lot of people are emailing me and calling me and saying Hey, Chip, you know, Trump's going to get impeached. Why do you keep saying he's not going to get impeached? Well, I don't know, guys. I'm just looking at the data, and I really think that it's a show that's going on. And, I, you know, I can be wrong, but I just feel that when we're looking at what's happening with the data and, and the situation in the White House right now, I really don't feel that I'm quite confident that there – I don't really feel that there is going to be an impeachment of Donald Trump. And if that happens, uh, we could see some very significant financial, uh, you know, to the likes of uh, some ramifications for the financial market. So I do think Trump's always tweeting about stock markets. So right here, the stock market is holding well. We had a little bit of a sell-off. I think if Trump doesn't get impeached, I think it's going to be positive for the stock market. I don't know. But... I really do feel that looking at the data we house, and we've had some really good hits this year, I do feel and think that Trump, you know, he probably has about a 2% chance of getting impeached. So with those odds, guys, I like those odds, and I don't really feel that Trump is going to get impeached, and I really think that it's going to turn back on some of these Democrats, and I feel that they are going to lose. They're actually going to, it's going to turn into a situation where they're going to lose the 2020 elections, and just give Trump, you know, that vouching crowd that cheers for him, and then people just come out of the woodworks. They'll protest about the Democrats who have been wasting all time and the taxpayers' money on the impeachment scheme they've got going for the last three and a half years, or, you know, whatever it was. And I think that it will work in Trump's favor. So we will see what happens there, guys. And I think he, while Trump is also skeptical on on Bitcoin, I, I really do think behind the scenes, he's kind of thinking, well, it doesn't matter if I'm skeptical, it matters what other people think of it. He's got a lot of the big top financial people around him. And I think when they're talking about money with Trump, I really think that it's, you know, to do with the commercial banks, the central banks, he knows how the system works because he's dealt with a lot of money before. And I think the idea of Bitcoin, which was unveiled 11 years ago, was to, you know, compress the cumbersome functions of the modern financial system. And it's enabled money to move anywhere around the world in a matter of minutes and virtually at no cost. I mean, there's a small, small fee involved, as you know. So if, you can, if you've ever tried to send $10 across the border to, you know, anywhere around your state or to somewhere in Vietnam or somewhere, I'm sure you can appreciate the allure of, of having something like crypto when there's like pretty much piss all fees and the money gets to the other person's wallet in a matter of, you know, two, three minutes. Sometimes even uh, I was using Doggy Coin the other day, it, it was almost instantaneous. I couldn't believe it. It's crazy. Um, 
Ripple is another big one too, which is quite fast. But I think, you know, talking about digital com- digital currency and, you know, a cashless system, you know, Bitcoin is just the act one. So I know a lot of companies and countries are, you know, they have their, have an open mind to what the future will bring. And so I think that is what I'm trying to say here. And, and I think that when we're talking about, you know, countries suggesting about international cryptocurrency that could one day replace the dollar as the, the world's new reserve currency, I really don't think that would be Bitcoin. I don't know why, guys. I just, I feel that, you know, it would probably have to be some other government-backed or government-funded or government-created, you know, like they're talking about the Fed coin, but I don't even know if that would be, you know, likely. There, there are also a lot of these booms in the online mobile payment apps like Venmo, which is more like the mobile app version of PayPal. And basically, you know, it's an entirely new way for people in any country to log into their mobile and send money from one person to the other. And it's pretty, it's pretty powerful in terms of what we have with our monetary system and the IMF and what's happening in the world trade at the moment. I think that's pretty powerful, right? To have the access to log into your mobile phone and be able to send anyone money, you know, at the drop of a hat. I think that's really, really cool. And, you know, I just worry that all this data that's being created, I mean, that's centrally going to be housed in somewhere or some, you know, some server. And if China is going to digital digitalize their one, I mean, where is all this private, you know, this data that's going to be housed? Where is that going to go and who's going to surveil that? So that's, that's another, another, the other side of all this. And I mean, money's always been really powerful, right? It's been a blunt instrument and when we're talking about what's happened since the world war ii i mean fast forward you know 50 years no one would have thought that you know a digital currency would be created and invented and you know there'd be millionaires created from it in the process so you know while bitcoin is designed to mimic the anonymity of cash in a digital setting I mean, all the transactions are set out there in public and therefore you can track them or they're trackable. And something like Facebook's LibraCoin that would log transaction data and also record user identities. So I really do think there's a lot of problems coming to Facebook because they're already proven to us that they can't look after our data. They're selling private data. They're selling your email and your records and your private information to people. So I really think they have some problems there too. Who would have thought that they were doing that and it's basically i think basically facebook is nothing more than a spy tool on people like yourself and myself and i don't think that's a very good thing at all so i know government want to lock this down and they you know they want to be they want some group or some you know activity some central body that can be trusted and i mean these days how can you trust anyone how can you trust the government or you how can you trust your neighbor really so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens. Will there actually be a US dollar, a digital US dollar or a digital US, you know, one? I don't know. But, you know, China are already big into the digital payment system. So, I mean, it's just a rapid progression, guys. I think in a matter of time, we'll see what happens. Because I I know that people probably still need to think about this, that people need to have open minds because 
let's let's face it, blockchain blockchain is in its infancy. Bitcoin too, it's like eleven years old, ten years old, and I think people really need to start thinking about you know what's happening and how things are going digital. And China, if China actually does create a digital one, and you, we do we do actually see real world proof of the concept. Boom! I mean, it's going to be massive. It's going to be huge. And I'm sure that the West is going to have to respond in some way. So are we really prepared for that? I don't know. But, you know, technically we probably are. But legally, that's the other side of the equation. So, I mean, I think as we go on and civilization as we know it, now we've had problems with getting censored on Twitter and Facebook and people are worried about what Facebook are doing with the data and worried about fake news i mean can we really protect one's privacy in this new digital cashless world coming so these are the topics these are the questions that keep me up and i think they're questions that really really need to be you know sit down and and need to understand while we're asking these questions and really understand how can we answer these questions so this is uh, basically an interesting time we're in a very interesting time here people and i know that you know it's very interesting that the fed is pumping you know billions of dollars into the financial system right now we will see what happens with that over the coming one two three months i think that the fed will continue to do this and that is kind of why trump is tweeting most days oh the stock market's at record highs so i don't know where all this ends but it probably is not going to be good but you know this I, who knows i've seen a statement and some of my friends who are really really avid traders on the stock market they have this saying you know never bet against the fed <laughs> and i think that is a quite astute assumption and that's quite a very good motto to stick by if you are a stock trader so we will see what happens I know that people are wanting our thoughts on Bitcoin and crypto and altcoins. We're going to be releasing a lot of stuff in a lot of different days. And I have a whole multitude of different data that I want to release. But I do want to release that at the right time. And I do want to release that in an appropriate sequence so as to not confuse people and so people can make sense and obviously profit from that so it's been a very big year guys i know that we've had our bitcoin giveaway i will be announcing the winner to that competition in about i'll probably say closer to christmas but i'll keep in contact with you all there and again we have had a massive show the last couple of three or four podcasts so if you have missed any of the shows or a Bitcoin giveaway, you know, the details for that, please go back and review, you know, the last three or four podcasts and listen to them entirely. Anyway, guys, that's about it from me today. I want to thank you for joining with me. I've had a really, really fun time and I hope you're going really well. And if you feel free, please remember to like, share and subscribe to this podcast. The link is below. And if you want to check out or join our daily crypto paid VIP newsletter, the link for that is also below. Just sign up and we'll let we'll basically you can join up, you know, on a six month or 12 month basis 
and go from there. It's really fantastic. There's over 300 hours of reading for you in our past predictions from our predictive linguistic data. And I'm sure you'll get lots of use out of it and you'll learn a lot in the meantime. Great education, guys, and I'm having a ton of fun. Thanks again for joining with me again. I'm Chip Smith. Have a fantastic day or night wherever you are in the world. Thanks for listening in, and I'll talk to you all very soon. Have a great night, guys. Peace.